All right, Devin McCourty joins us now. We'll start with Dan Roach and then go to Mike Giardi. Go ahead, Dan. Hi, Devin. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, just, just a thought on your, your brother was very vocal about the situation at hand and, and what was going on and uh, calling out the NFL and the NFLPA saying they don't care. Just your thoughts on what he had to say and what it's been like for you and, and this team is trying as you go on this journey, trying to be safe, yet trying to play football and, and everything that's going on with it. Um, I mean, I think obviously when he speaks, it's from talking to a lot of different people, uh, obviously with the PA, but I would say most importantly is guys in our locker room. And I think, um, you know, no matter all of that stuff he said, I think the biggest thing he said was the guys in the locker room, the guys in the organization, coaches, players, like that's what it's about. It's us keeping each other safe. Um, it's hard, you know, to imagine, you know, people outside of our building are going to care more about our safety. I think that's just a common sense thought. You know, I think if you ask anybody um, that, you know, you would feel the same that the guys that are going to have to be around each other, see each other um, in and out of the building, the men and women that come in contact, um, whether it's our, our ladies in the lunchroom, the chefs, like all of us care about what we're doing more than everybody else. And um, that was the biggest takeaway uh, I got from them. But, you know, obviously we've had a lot of conversations over the last week, week and a half. So, um, I think we're all moving forward, you know, with the thought process of let's keep each other safe and let's do what we have to do um, to stay that way and, and try to go out here and win football games. Next, we'll go to Mike Giardi, then Tara Sullivan. Devin, on that front, uh, about what your brother said on Saturday, I know it's only been a few days, but do you feel better about how both the league and the PA responded to maybe some of your critique from as a team? over the last few days and, and not having to play that game on Monday? Um, I, I don't really know. Uh, I think for us, it's figuring out whatever's next for us. You know, once the game got moved um, to this Sunday, uh, I think for all of us, it was kind of figuring out what we needed to do, whether for some of us that was, you know, going and getting some conditioning in, um, figuring out, you know, what the staff was going to come up with our schedule. You know, like we had a kind of bye week on the fly. So um, just figuring that part out. But, you know, I, again, I can't worry about, you know, some of the stuff that's outside of our control once we kind of know what the plan is and what's, I guess, kind of being asked of us or I guess you can use the word required for us to do. I think then um, once that happens, the ball's in our court and we we go and decide from there as, as players and coaches as a team. So. Um, I think that's really been our focus of once that happens, of figuring out what we'll do next. Next up, Tara Sullivan and Andrew Callahan. Hi, Devin. Thank you. Um, more than one of your teammates in the last few days talked about um, not only like the self-care that's required right now and doing what's best for yourself, but checking on teammates who maybe don't have their families around or, you know, are young and haven't been through a lot in the NFL. Um, what is your sense of that, your sense of responsibility, if it is, or what you've done or how important maybe that mental health challenge is amid all of the things you're dealing with right now? Yeah, I think one of the, the best things that we're able to do is the just how familiar everybody is with the virtual meetings and um, whether that's us in position meetings and, you know, the meeting starts at call at two o'clock, but we don't start till two ten because of the 
cracking jokes and just that bond in a relationship. So it's that. And then, you know, in our cell phones, there's a ton of group chats going on of guys, you know, keeping each other informed, whether it's about the schedule in football or it's about what's going on with each of us, each one of us personally. Um, and I think that's just, you know, we're just a close knit group of guys. And when you break it all down, we're like any group of friends. Um, when you see each other all the time, you probably don't text as much because you're always seeing each other. But when you don't, whether it's funny memes, like anything, I think that creates, you know, some type of normalcy is what we do. Um, and that continues to happen, whether we're in the building or we're not in the building. Um, and I think that responsibility is not just older guys. I think that's just being good friends. I think everyone's doing that. Um, a lot of time it's kind of broken up by positions and then offense, defense. Um, but overall, I think all our groups have been just checking on each other. And um, even when we, you know, kind of got in today of just being able to see each other, it's just, it's just a good feeling. Next, we'll go to Andrew Callahan and Mark Daniels. Hey, Devin. Uh, thanks, as always, for taking the time. Just a couple of quick ones. It looks like you're in a hotel room. Did you quarantine there there with Jason as well? I was, but no, nah, that's just the pictures in my house. I'm I'm back home. That, those are nice pictures, and Devin, that uh, had me fooled. Um, so you've all, already been all through- my life, all my okay. life, all credit then. Um, so it sounds like you've already kind of been through the facility. Adrian was telling us it was kind of you go in for workouts and you get out of there as you guys rotate into the building today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, again, like I said, once things are back and you know, in our court of figuring out um, what we can and can't do, um, I think our coaching staff, um, Bill, has done a good job of like, hey. This is forever kind of changing. It's very fluid, but once we get it, it's like, this is what we got. This is what we're going to do. Um, and I think all of us have just kind of fell in line to, you know, this is what Wednesday looks like for right now. Then we'll figure out what Thursday looks like and, and go forward uh, from there. So I, I think for all of us, um, it's just been that kind of year so far. You know, um, like you mentioned earlier, it was at home to in a hotel for about a week then back so um you know it's just kind of staying focused and, and within all of that it's watching film on denver it's getting prepared to play a game um and i think that's the biggest thing that we've talked about as players of not losing sight on um and i think tennessee showed a good example of that of everything they went through um of how they took the field last night and you know just got ready to play and went out there and played good football um, real quick, here a lot of guys have mentioned that closest you can touch upon sharing funny memes, just being in contact and being open about how you feel. Have you guys, generally speaking, been able to stay in touch with with Steph or Cam or the guys who have obviously been in isolation and around the building, even when you've had you know meetings and the rare times you've been there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's what I said. Like the thing with virtual meetings is everybody's able to be on the virtual meetings. Everybody's able to crack jokes and laugh and, and then the same thing through our text messages and, and different things like that. So um, we've been able to, you know, we haven't cast off anyone that's tested positive and kind of kicked them off the island. Like they've still been, they've still been with us and, and been able to, to hang out as much as we've all been able to hang out by looking at a computer screen. Thanks, man. No problem. Next up, Mark Daniels, and then we'll go to Mike Reese. Hey Dev, I hope all is well. Um, for, forgive me if this is a bit of a, a dumb question, but you guys obviously lost the bye week and you kind of find out after it already happened. It's a unique situation, which is sort of the case for 2020, but I guess how, how difficult is that to just lose the week that you guys usually take to rest, heal, see family and friends? I know it's different. We all know why it happened, but just it's sort of a unique situation. And just what are your thoughts on, you know, the, I guess that happening? 
Well, I, I would say the bye week was going to be different anyway because there was really going to be like no going home and seeing family and friends anyway. Um, so you just kind of make do with what it is. You know, we found out, um, I guess that was Sunday, um, that it was going to be a bye week. So, you know, off Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, you take your three-day bye. That's what I did, took my three-day bye week. Um, sat on the couch with my wife, had some wine, had a good time uh, of the off days, um, and enjoyed that that part of it. You know, I think, like I said earlier, like you got to control what you can control. And um, if they tell you you got to buy a week, then you, you figure out what it is and you kind of do what you got to do in the bye week. And I think, especially this early in the season, like our bye week was going to be the next week anyway. So um, I would say it, it's not as big of a deal for us as for some of the other teams whose bye weeks have now changed, you know, three weeks, four weeks, you know, that kind of changes. I'm sure it's more hectic for the coaches, you know, of whatever they had planned. But um, like you said, 2020 NFL season is changing, is going to continue to change. Um, I highly doubt this is going to be the last couple of cases um, of COVID that we see around the league. Like, you know, I think if you listen to anybody that's talked about, it seems like um, as the colder months start to come, we might see a, an up spike, you know, around the country. So um, it'd be kind of crazy to think that, you know, we'll be immune to that. So we got to continue to just be ready to adapt. Thank you. Next, we'll go to Mike Reese, then Matt Vitor. Devin, uh, building off what you just said about maybe this not being the last time we see a positive test what is the anxiety like for a player when you're checking you know or however you get informed of what you know what you're getting tested daily um i mean if you're honest i think it's anytime you do any of this you know it's obviously a virus going around it it's prevalent everywhere so like whenever you get tested um, especially once someone else tests positive, like there's always like the anxious nervousness. Um, and I, I'm sure it's the same way if you guys have to go get tested. Um, you have that same feeling in your gut, like, man, I, like I should be negative. I, I paid attention. I haven't been out of, but you just never know. And I feel like that's how this virus has kind of been um, for everybody. So I think for all of us, there's definitely um, some nerves each time that we go take the test and, you know, especially what we're dealing with now, but, um, it is what it is. I think for all of us, you know, we're still trying to do um, what's best for ourselves, our family and the team of, you know, masking up when we're out or in public or doing something. And um, it's kind of staying home, especially over the last week and a half of you know, kind of self quarantining. Um, but, you know, it, it kind of is what it is. You just deal with that and uh, continue to just truck forward. Next we'll go to Matt Vitor and then Evan Lazar. Hey, Devin, Adrian said that uh, his wife being a doctor was was helpful to him for understanding things and and knowing what's going on that much more. You're in the same situation. Does, has, has your wife been been kind of a, a valuable resource to you and both just for, for your own comfort level and for for information? Uh, no, uh, not for me. I stay away from my wife when all this stuff happens. She uh. <laughs> She's uh she's one of those like the not extreme but um between her and Slater's wife Shaza um and probably because me and Matthew are older um we get a lot of told you so or you know you should be doing this or you should be doing that so if you don't do those things once you listen to them um as anybody who's married knows when your wife tells you something you don't listen 
it doesn't go well. So um, I try to just tell her what I hear from the doctors uh, in the building. And if she agrees, she agrees. If she doesn't, then uh, I kind of try to exit the conversation best way possible, throw on a new TV show or something. We just started uh, haunting at Bly and Banner. So um, I try to keep at home more home and normal um, and not turn it into the infectious disease center. So. Does, does that work for getting out of conversations just for, for my own benefit? It's all it's all on how much practice you have at it. You continue to practice. You have some bad times, but uh, if you get good at it, you know, you your life better than anybody. So you try to know when you can scheme and get it out of there. But, you know, sometimes you just got to take your take your lashings, as we say, uh, after some bad games. We take our lashings. Sometimes I come home and take my lashings. Thank you. And we'll go to Evan Lazar, then Maury Hirschcord. Hey, Devin, uh, talking to some of the cornerbacks, they just always talk about how great it is to have you back there helping them out in their coverages. And I'm just wondering from your perspective, uh, whether you're playing the middle or robber or whatever, you know, what makes a great help defender? You know, what makes a great help uh, safety and like makes you great at your role, I guess? Um, I would say two things, communication and consistency. Um, I've played corner before, so I know I know that feeling of when someone communicates and tells you something. Uh, that's like the first check, and it's like great. Um, but then when a the play happens, it's are they are they where they said they were going to be, or did something happen to make them do something different? And now you know you kind of feel like man, I was lied to. Um, so I, I know that feeling and, and understand um, that there's a fine line of you know being out there and, and trying to make your own plays, but also being accountable. Uh, to the corner. So um, I'm a guy that plays safety and, and truly believes that playing corner is way harder. So um, when I'm out there and I'm communicating to those guys and I say I'm going to be somewhere, um, I, I try to make sure I'm always there. And I think when I do that, it reassures them like, okay, I can do this. I can do that because he's there. Um, and then sometimes I try to surprise them and show up when they're not expecting it to give them even more confidence and um, I think for me personally, I think that's how secondaries work at a high level. Um, when whoever's the free guy is free, when he can help as many people as possible, um, it allows each guy to play their best confident football. Um, and, you know, at times when we do that, I think that's when we're at our best and it, it, it kind of jumps off the tape uh, when we're playing that way. And when we're not, um, I think it, it's a gift and a curse when, you know, people praise you for being there. When things aren't going well, it's usually because you're not doing that well. So um, I try to take that responsibility and make sure that these guys can rely on me. And I would say overall rely on our coverages of, you know, whatever coverage we're in, everybody's aligned where they're supposed to be. So we can all kind of count on each other um, of being where we're supposed to be. And I think that allows us to play good, especially pass defense when you talk about covering guys uh, or man. This might be too much to give away, but when you're playing those roles, how much is it are you looking at the route combinations and how much are you looking at the quarterback and just like kind of how does that balance go about it, you know, just knowing where the receivers are, but also reading the QB's eyes at the same time? I would say it's a combination. You know, I think it's whether like, especially like if you're in zone, there's no like you can't just sit there and only read the routes. You got to see what the quarterback's doing. You know, I'm sure if you go through the years, um, of Bill being in, you know, practice or different times, you'll hear him yelling, like, see the quarterback, see the quarterback. Um, and, and then it's also, you know, I think the more you play football, understanding just by even formation where guys are aligned from film study, uh, you start to put the pieces of the puzzle together and then you go. Um, but, you know, like Coach Flo used to always tell me, like, it's good to know all of that. 
But at the end of the day, play to play that's happening and not just on your knowledge. So uh, it's definitely a combination of, of using your study habits and understanding formations, um, but also reading the quarterback. Thanks, Dad. No problem. And we'll go to Maury Hirsch Gordon and then Andrew Kelly. Hey, Dad, had a question on, uh, I guess, if there's a such thing as over preparation now that you have two weeks to prepare for an opponent. Is there a time where you just have to put down the book, even though you have an extra four or five days to prepare and just focus on yourself? Or do you continue to try to find more video and tape on things that you want to look at on your opponent? Um, it is definitely a balance. I think it's harder, especially at the end of the season. Um, times when, you know, you play in a big game, be playing the Super Bowl at the end of the year and you have all that time, but you also have a ton of film. So, um, you just keep going over that. And I feel like the more film you watch, the more team does, the more you think you have to do. Um, whereas this one's not as bad, you know, you got four games. Like it, it is what it is. You can't, I mean, you could go back to last year and look at some stuff, but the bulk of you, you have four games to break down and, um, I know for me as a player, the more you can watch those games, the more you can watch certain cutups, um, the more of what you're watching becomes kind of real life to you when you get out there on the field. So, um, you know, obviously you're not sitting in your house, you know, for 12 hours of a day, just watching film, studying, studying. So I think the more you watch, you get away from it, you watch, you get away, um, continue to kind of make things fresh and you kind of see new things each time that you can prepare for. Um, and that's just what I've been trying to do. I kind of, as my college coach, Coach Shiano said, just have that slow burn uh, for the game and let the fire just build up as you get ready to go out there Sunday. Great, thanks. And last question to Andrew Callahan. Uh, too quickly for me, Devin, I know this is a hypothetical, but uh, pending more negative tests tomorrow, would you feel safe going back to practice as is tentatively planned? Yeah, I think I think for all of us right now, um, as these things continue to come back negative and as we're all, trust me, don't, we're not experts, but as we're all learning, you know, incubation period and all of that. And I think, um, I think we all learned a lot from just watching Tennessee, of, you know, the incubation period and seeing how long that they had, you know, positive tests here and there come up. Um, you know, I think a lot of blame went to them at first and it's like, nah, as you watch the virus, like, once it gets in, like there's an incubation period. And I think as we've kind of moving further and further away from that and we continue to get negative tests, it's definitely, I think, for all the guys, a good feeling to kind of get back in there and start. You know, obviously we've been prepping to go and play Denver, but to go out there on the practice field together and do those things and see them, you know, I, I think just gives you more and more confidence. Um, so, you know, we play games where, you know, Thursday night games are certain things where you don't get a lot of practice time. You just watch film and you got to go out there that way. And we've done it with practice. And so we're prepared either way. Um, but I just think as an athlete and competitor, it's something good about being back on the field, even what we did today of being back on the field and doing some of the normal things you do just makes you feel good. So hopefully we can continue to move in that direction. Um, it's like each day you're just waiting to see and, and hoping, you know, it's like Christmas. You're just hoping for all negative uh, so you can kind of move forward and, and continue to build. But uh, again, like it's not in our control. So whatever it, it ends up being, we got to just figure out what's the next step and go from there to, and be ready to play Sunday at one. I appreciate it. A um, couple of days ago, Steph called himself, quote, ready to be back in action. Uh, was he a, around to work out with you today? Um, no, I mean, he's still going through the process, so I'm not sure exactly how that works because we've all been in at, at different times. 
Um, so uh, I'm not really sure if he's allowed back in or not. I haven't talked to him yet today. So um, I guess we have to all see how that works moving forward. I would say Bill Belichick's probably a better man to ask about that than I am. Of course. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Nah, no problem. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, Devin. Appreciate it. Yep. Have a good one, guys.